So there are, there are three things that I want uh, you to think about as all these partners come up. They're going to tell you a lot of things about their ministry, but maybe some themes that would run throughout all of them. Uh, and the first is that we're blessed to be a blessing. Psalm 67, 1 and 2 says, May God be gracious to us, bless us, make his face shine on us, so that your ways might be known throughout all the earth, your salvation among the nations. And we have been blessed at River Community Church. Uh, we're blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed financially. We're blessed physically. We have this great location that God has given to us. We're blessed relationally. Uh, we enjoy really strong friendships with one another. And from this place of blessing, God use us to be a blessing to those around us. The second idea is that two are better than one. Ecclesiastes 4 there's a verse there that says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And today we're getting a real picture of laboring together for the sake of the gospel. And important thing to point out where that verse says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Our labor is really, it looks different, but it's all the same. All of these organizations are committed to the reality that Jesus is the savior of the world. He is the hope for the nation. So we have mentoring. We have people giving care packages to single moms. Uh, we have people delivering furniture and doing all sorts of different good things in the name of Jesus because Jesus is the hope for the nations and the Savior of the world. So as we're singing together, we're going to sing a song together later as a congregation. I just want you to think about this idea you know, Anna Laura's going to sing a part, I'm going to sing a part, Kristen's going to play, Justin's going to do the drums over there, each doing our individual piece, but we're singing one song. And that's what I hope you see this morning, that everybody is unique, but all singing the same song. Jesus is the hope of the world. And then lastly, that we have all been sent by Jesus. Matthew 28, 19 through 20, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and I am with you always to the end of the age. As my kids have grown up, uh, one of the questions that becomes to the top of their mind as they get older is, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What kind of job should I have? And as I get older, I think, what have I done with my life? And what difference has I, have I made? What is my life about? But if you're a follower of Jesus, the answer to that question is, in a sense, really simple. God has called us to go and make disciples. So whether you're a school teacher or whether you own a business or whether you work at Youth Horizons, our calling is all the same, in a sense. Go and make disciples. And it's a great privilege for us to be obedient to our king and to be a part of that. So as these people come and talk, one other thing to just think about in that we're all sent by Jesus is uh, I don't want you to feel a sense of, of guilt, um, but an invitation to be faithful. If you're already involved, then be faithful. Continue doing what you're doing. That's one of the messages that we hear up here over and over again. 1 Corinthians 4, 2, it's uh, those who have been given a trust must be found faithful. Um, but if God is saying, hey, you could get, maybe you could plug in over here or plug in over there. Maybe this is what faithfulness looks like for you is be involved at Youth Horizons or embrace the thing for you to think about this morning is being obedient to Jesus and to his uh, invitation to be a part of what he's doing. 
So we're going to hear first from Brad and Marcy. You guys come on up. They are a team together representing two different things. So, Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Brad Painter, and I have the honor of serving at One Link International. Uh, as you can see in our mission statement there, we work with college students around the country. We recruit them, we train them, and we send them out on mission all across the world. Uh, this past summer, we had the privilege of sending out about 150 students on 33 different teams. Uh, and this morning, I wanted to share with you about one of those teams, a group of students from California. And uh, occasionally, this will happen, not very often, but we will have to reroute a team to a new location because of various factors. And so this was the only team this past summer that got rerouted very last minute to Osaka, Japan. And if I'm honest, sometimes when that happens, you kind of lower your expectations of what might happen. Everything's being kind of thrown together at the last minute. And so they arrived, and they, just as Rodney talked about, they tried to be faithful. And they went to a, an opportunity where Japanese college students could practice speaking English with them. And through the course of that, the, one of these students from California shared his testimony to the group. And afterwards, uh, a Japanese college student came to him and said, that was really interesting. Can you tell me more about that? And so they started meeting, and they began to read through the book of Mark. And they got to Mark chapter 2, and, and you may remember this is the very beginning of Mark chapter 2. There's a story of the paralytic that's being lowered down through the roof, and Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven. Well, that sparked some conversation with this Japanese student, and through the course of those conversations, he gave his life to Christ. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with Japan, but there are not many believers in Japan. So we were praising the Lord. Uh, but what I want you to know is that this church, River Community Church, had a role in that through your partnership with us. And so we're really grateful for that. So not only do we represent One Link International, but Brad and I also head up the River Missionary Care Team. Um, it's a group of people who meets regularly to pray for our missionaries. As you can see, three of them have already received the packages that you put together. Thank you. It was almost overwhelming at times, your generosity and outpouring of love. Uh, but in addition to meeting together, praying for them, trying to kind of keep tabs on how we as a church can better support them during different seasons, uh, we, our other objective is to try to keep the invisible visible, not just keeping our missionaries who can't meet with us on Sunday mornings here uh, before you, but also the unreached people groups that they do serve among. Um, 59% of the world's population would be considered unreached peoples. And that means that they don't have access to walk into a church building like this. They don't have access or very, very little access to a Bible in their own language. More so, they have very few opportunities to just run into a believer in their city or even their country. Romans 10 talks about everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How can they call on him whom they have not believed? How can they believe in him of whom they've not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? A brief story about one of our own River Sent missionaries. She is up there. Um, I was talking with Amelia a few weeks ago. She had just had the opportunity to go to a wedding in her Central Asian city. Um, and as is normal, she attracted a crowd of women who were curious about the foreigner. And because she is who she is and has received good training, she thought, I'm going to take the first opportunity I can to share the gospel. 
Not long into this conversation where she had this significant audience, she shared her testimony and the gospel. One of the women came up to her later saying, do you know where I could find a Bible in my language to read? So being who she is, she scheduled a time just a matter of days from that time and took a Bible to this woman's apartment. Lo and behold, a whole other group of women were there. So another group of women were, were able to hear the gospel. They read the Bible together. Not one of these women knew the hope of Jesus. It was all new to them. But I tell you that story so you can hear that God is at work through our river missionaries. And we have a promise in Revelation 7 that there will be people from every tribe every nation and every language standing before the throne, worshiping the Lord one day. Simply being a part of this church, you are playing a part of advancing the kingdom. And I want to just leave you with a question today of, is there, beyond being a part of this church, an opportunity that God's asking you to play in the gospel going to the nations? Possibly leaving your home or walking out the door to, like the nations are here in Wichita, Kansas as well. If you're interested in finding out more about the MCARE team, there is um, a table outside. Thanks. So let me tell you about CORE 520. Uh, the name of this uh, group comes from 2 Corinthians 520, where it says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And that's what Core 520, the people who are involved there, try to do, implore people to be reconciled to God. And the specific people that they reach out to are refugees here in Wichita uh, or just internationals who live here in Wichita. They're in a new culture trying to navigate life, and they don't know where to get groceries. They don't know how to get a job. They don't know how to secure transportation. Maybe they don't, they don't have furniture, just household goods. It's hard for us to imagine at least it's hard for me, maybe you guys have better imagination, to being displaced in a, and just not really knowing how to navigate anything, um, not knowing how to speak the language and just feeling alone, that feeling of alone and um, forgotten. Um, so what, the, what this group tries to do is help those people make Wichita their home, but then also find a home with Jesus. Um, and I've been with them a few times when they've delivered furniture and things like that. And uh, one of the things that always comes out of the mouth of the person that I've been with is, hey, we're glad to give you this furniture. Uh, we want you to know that we're delivering this to you in the name of Jesus uh, and that God loves you. And that might be as far as the conversation goes, but it begins a relationship. Uh, and it's a, a trust relationship that's being built, but they've also introduced Christ in that in that brief moment uh, in that relationship. So if you want to find out more about Core 520 or be involved, uh, you can stop out their table out there uh, in the in the gathering space. Glenn, come on. Glenn is the one outlier of our group this morning. He's uh, not a member of the church, but he's an important part of our family. Uh, Glenn is the mission strategist for the Heart of Kansas Southern Baptist, and I've given Glenn the job of explaining all of these logos up on the screen to you. So in five minutes or less, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Rodney. Um, I just want to say thank you for your partnership with Heart of Kansas, Southern Baptist Association, and with all of these logos that you see up there. I don't have time to talk about all of them and tell you all about all of them, 
but I do want you to know Heart of Kansas is a group of Southern Baptist churches, 50-some Southern Baptist churches in the greater Wichita area. You're a part of that. You're a very important part of that. I have seen in the 15 years I've been here, the partnerships <clears throat> between these churches just continue to increase and grow stronger and stronger. And uh, many of the guys who are part of your staff team here are part of our pastor cohorts. We meet regularly. Uh, the more and more that that happens, the more people are finding out that you have a rock star on staff here at River Community Church named Jim Lewis. And when they meet Jim Lewis, they want him to come and speak to their church. Just last Sunday, I was at one of our other churches where Jim had spoken recently to the men at that church at one of their men's gatherings, and they're still talking about it. So thank you for your partnership. You're investing in other churches in those kinds of ways. Um, just a few years ago, you sent out from this church a man named Ben Crow to go and plant another church. Through the ministry of this church, God called Ben to go and be a pastor and to plant Orchard Community Church. Our partnership as Southern Baptist churches allowed Ben to be trained theologically through Midwest Baptist Theological, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary at a reduced cost because we partner together for that kind of ministry. Ben and Rose and 30-some people from River went to plant Orchard Community Church. They continued to meet in a building that was gifted to them by churches from Heart of Kansas. So we're partnering together. In 2016, this church planted. Today, Ben says, and I know it's true, it's made up of a number of young families, a, a, a greater number of young families. They have strong, developed small group leaders who are a part of that. They're trying to start a youth group. They are doing very, very well. And you were a part of it. In fact, they have sent out an IMB team, a couple to go and serve with International Mission Board. And that's sent out from a church that was sent out from you. So our partnership together is extending the kingdom. I asked Ben, because Ben is an important part of our association as well, and a part of our pastor cohorts. I said, Ben, how would you describe, or how should I describe the work of Heart of Kansas and of our partnerships together. Here's what Ben said. Ben said, as a part of River Community Church, because he knows your culture, he said, you all know the value of trusted relationships and what it takes to create and maintain trust relationships. That's the value of partnering together. So churches have built trust over the years, and now they partner together in these things. A part of what that looks like is Kelly Randolph, who's been the pastor at Country Acres Baptist Church. Um, Kelly has invited a number of your guys to come and speak to his staff at different times about leadership development. How do we develop leaders? So Kelly has invited Jim Lewis and Ben Crow and Justin Moody to come and to be a part of their staff meeting and to talk about leadership development. That's partnership. It doesn't just run one way. It's not just river to country acres or to other churches. Other churches are investing as well. So Kelly is a key leader year after year in our one-day preaching workshop where he invests in pastors, including some of your staff, uh, in helping develop preaching skills. We do these things together. Southern Baptist partner together at the local level, they partner together at the state level, they partner together nationally, and they partner together internationally. Why do we do this? Why do we do this? One of the reasons we partner together as churches is because we believe that Jesus has the power to transform lives, not just to save people from the penalty of their sin, 
but to sanctify them, to grow them in their faith. We believe people, we all know people whose lives are really messed up. Can their lives be changed? We believe they can. We believe that Jesus can change lives that, are, that come from messed up families, that are addicted to all kinds of things. We believe that Jesus has the power for justification and sanctification in the lives of people. Why do we partner together? We partner together because we believe the Bible has the answers to life's big questions. So everybody wants to know, why am I here? Where did I come from? Those kinds of things. We don't think the Bible is a book of fables. We don't believe the Bible is a book that has some truth in it. We believe that the Bible has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error for its matter. So just sitting here and listening this morning, over and over and over again, the people who speak to you are quoting verses from the Bible. That's a part of what holds us together. Everybody has a final source of authority. For us, that final source of authority is the Bible. One last thing I would say about why we partner together. We partner together because we believe that the gospel is the hope of the world. And we have been mandated by God through the Great Commission to take this message even to places that are dangerous. The North American Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention in 2022 planted 639 new churches and replanted 106 other churches in places where churches were needed. We're working together to do that. And because we believe the gospel is the hope of the world and the Great Commission is our mandate, our international mission board no longer lists where all of our workers are serving because the places where they serve around the world, many of them are dangerous. Many of them are closed countries. We are, we, why do we take the gospel? Why do we send our best and brightest to those dangerous places? Because we believe the gospel is the hope of the world, and we believe the Great Commission is our mandate. It's impossible for any local church to do the scope of work that we do together. Partnership allows us to do so much more together than we could ever do alone, and I'm thankful for the partnership of River Community Church. Mo's going to come pray for us. Uh, before he does I, I, that, I want to mention this Lottie Moon Christmas offering. So it's an offering that's taken up for the International Mission Board, and 100% of what you give goes to support missionaries that are living and working overseas. The IMB, as it's called, is the mission, International Missions Agency of the Southern Baptist. And as we think about giving here, uh, I do want to let you know that part of what you give to River goes to support all of these organizations. So you, when Brad earlier said you're a part of what's happening in Japan, you are literally a part by your gift to River. Some of that goes to One Link and all these other organizations. But this offering is a special one once a year. So if you want to participate, you can scan that QR code or there's information in the River News. There's also envelopes in the offering box just outside or in the display case over by the stairs. Mo's going to pray for us, and then after he does, we'll sing together. Lord, we adore you. We give thanks to you, the creator, the sustainer, the redeemer, and the one who will make everything new. We are the ones who sin against you, and we are sorry for that. Father, thank you for sending your son, our savior, to us. Jesus, thank you for coming from heaven to earth, for dying on the cross on our behalf and rising from the dead on the third day. You are victorious. Thank you 
for forgiving our sins and letting us spend eternity with you. Holy Spirit, we are grateful for our regeneration and sanctification. Lord, you demonstrated your love to us through Jesus Christ and the gift of Holy Spirit. Help us to love and to know you and make your love known to others. As citizens of the kingdom of heaven, help our lives be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Please open doors for us to share the word and to speak the mystery of Christ faithfully so that the name of our triune God will be glorified forever and ever. Amen. We're going to hear now from some of our local partners. So, Robin. Hi, I'm Robin Seitz, and I work at Embrace. And Embrace is a pregnancy resource center, and we provide services for women who are facing pregnancy decisions. So when a client comes into Embrace, often they're feeling very nervous and scared, and oftentimes they're alone. And so a client advocate who is a volunteer or else a staff member will go and meet with them. We'll just talk with them about their situation, what's going on physically, emotionally, and spiritually with them. And we'll um, talk about the resources we can provide them. Um, many of our clients are considering abortion. So we talk about the facts of abortion and the consequences of abortion. We give them the um, option of adoption and also parenting. And we just let them know we want to be there to help them. We're going to come alongside them and um, just um, provide the resources, care, and support that they need as, as they continue this pregnancy. And um, so one of the ways we do that, we have a social worker who is on staff who can help them if they need medical insurance, if they need a job, things like that. We also have classes that they can take. We have a parenting class and a class on relationships. And if they complete that six-week class, they'll get an incentive gift, which is diapers, wipes, formula, and clothing, things like that. And um, that'll help for the whole first year of the baby's life. So when you guys are donating to the Manger Tree Project out here, we have a tree with little ornaments that say some of the needs we have. That's where those gifts are going, is to help these um, moms that are choosing life throughout the, the first year of the baby's life. Um, so we want to thank River for your support also. And um, I've been at Embrace. I was a volunteer for four years, and then I recently went on staff in July. And I absolutely love working there. I love being a part of the staff, seeing God work in the lives of these women. It's incredible every week, just the stories I get to hear, and the way I get to see God move in tangible ways. And um, it's just a privilege to be involved and to see him working through me, through us, uh, in spite of our weaknesses, he still works, and it's just really awesome to see. Um, a few of the women that have come to see us this year, I just wanted to give you a little taste of what we have seen. We had one woman who came in. She ended up being pregnant with twins. She had a boy and a girl, and she had no support from the father of the baby. He was out of the picture. She had no family support, just really no one. And Embrace came alongside her. Some of the staff members really invested in her, befriended her, had been giving resources to her. And after her babies were born, they had to stay in the hospital. It was just very difficult. And she said to us that Embrace was her family. We had become her family, and we were um, the ones that were there for her. So that was just um, such a privilege to be a part of in her life. Um, we've had a lot of really young clients this year, and one of those recently she had chosen life, and she had her baby, and we just recently saw that baby placed with an adoptive family, so that was wonderful. 
And then another resource we provide is the um, abortion pill reversal. And so the abortion pill, the chemical abortion pill that a lot of women are taking is a two pill process. And after you take the first pill, a lot of women will feel a sense of regret. And so they'll reach out and they'll look online and there's a hotline that they can call. That hotline puts them in touch with Embrace. And there was a lady who was an older client and she um, didn't want another baby and she found herself pregnant. So she took the first pill and then immediately felt regret. And so she reached out and Brace was able to get her the prescription of the abortion reversal pill, which you have to take within 24 to 36 hours of the first pill. It has about a 60% chance of working. And so a few days later, she came into Embrace, had a sonogram, and that baby was alive and well, and we had seen that baby born this year. So thank you for giving, and I also want you to know that the gospel is the foundation for what we do and why we do it. We take every opportunity when the clients come in at every point to have spiritual conversations, to share the gospel as the Lord leads, and even just recently, we had a chance of um, obtaining a very large amount of money from the state, but it came with restrictions on when we could share the gospel, and our board of directors turned it down because they did not want that to be curtailed in any way. So that is just a huge blessing, and that's what you're giving to. So if you have more questions or want to know more, Patty Lewis and I, who work for Embrace, will be at the table around the corner, and you're welcome to stop by and ask us questions. Thank you. Hey there. I'm here to share about Hope's Gate, and we are a ministry of River Community Church. And several years ago, um, God laid it on my heart and some of my friends, two of my friends' hearts. Um, we had heard about um, ministries that take small gifts or cupcakes into women who work in the adult entertainment industry. And then those gifts are just a way to get into the, in the door, and then they just make relationships with the women. So we thought, well, we feel like God's calling us to do that in Wichita, but we weren't sure what to do, so we did what you might do. We Googled it. <laughs> we Googled um, women's or uh, adult entertainment industries in Wichita, and we went to the first one that came up, and it was a large club, um, the edge of town. And we went and asked if we could come back the following week with presents, and we got permission. And from the first night, we were able to take the gifts back into the dressing rooms and meet with the women and just share with them that God loves them. And last night was our 12th Christmas, that we've been doing this for 12 years, and we got to bring them Christmas presents and just tell them that um, the Most High God loves you and he sees you, and he knows everything that's brought you to this point. So it's a huge honor. Um, we have gotten to go to women's baby showers from the club. We've been to their weddings. Sadly, we've been to two funerals of women who've passed away. Um, but we've really got to share some life with them over the last 12 years and um, had some spiritual conversations and a lot of prayer requests. So God has been faithful, and River has been faithful too, very supportive from the beginning. So many of you have baked cookies or um, made verse cards so that the word can get into these women's hands and in their lives. Um, you guys have donated gifts. Uh, recently, one of the waitresses, her son was, he's 18, and he was in a quick trip and he was just caught in a line of fire of a shooting, and he's paralyzed now from the waist down. And some of you made frozen meals for them, and it was such an honor to deliver those and say, we didn't even make these. These are other women who've never met you, but they love you, and um, they know that God loves you too. So you guys have been faithful from, from the beginning and for a long time, so thank you for that. There are two needs that we have as a team that we just wanted to share with our church family. Um, the first is um, we are Lily Kendrick, 
Crystal Satram and I'm Jamie Proffer. And so right now we are the ones that put together the gifts. We do the shopping and wrapping and putting them together. Um, but if that is something that is interesting to you, like you like to find good deals or you like to package things and make them pretty, um, we are looking for someone or maybe a small group to just adopt the gifts. It would probably be a one-year commitment where you would do that each week or each month. We go about 10 times a year. Um, if that's something that interests you, we would love someone to head that up for us, take that off our plates. And then the second thing is we would really like to have four members of a team. Four works better for the logistics of the two dressing rooms in our club. Um, and so if that's something, if you're a woman and that's something that um, sparks your interest or you feel like God might be leading you to, um, come and let us know. I also have a table out there um, and some more information about that. It's not something we would take lightly. We would want someone that was committed that could come month after month. So, And if you just want to get our email updates and know how you could pray or serve, you can put your name on our list. Thanks for letting me share. My name is Keith Townsend. I'm with the Fellowship for Christian Athletes, and you see some pictures there. Those are our small group meetings. We call it huddles. On the left is friends, and at uh, the top um, is Wichita State. And so probably Wichita State, there's about 300 student athletes, I think 16 teams, and how many coaches are on those, so there's probably 30 or 40 coaches. Friends has 600 student athletes and the same number of teams, um, probably the same number of coaches. Also, the picture on the bottom uh, right, to my right, is a staff meeting at Friends, and I just put that there to give you an example of uh, access. So I get to go in the meeting, sometimes I pray for the meeting, and then um, there's probably 20 coaches in there, full-time coaches, and I get to have opportunity to share with them. So my office space is many times a court, a dugout, a field, an office, and I just move around and develop relationships with coaches, share the gospel. One picture there in a basketball court just playing um, knockout for one of the meetings, the huddles. So what's interesting is these student athletes for 20 years, and it's re relatively the same, most of those athletes never hang out with each other. They don't normally go to other student groups. Some do, but not very many. But many of them will come to FCA just simply because it's for them. So we have an opportunity to present the gospel to them. So I've been thinking about it. I've been doing it 20 years or 21 years, and I think roughly about maybe 10,000 student athletes have at least at some point in time heard the gospel every week. There's the gospel presented and prayer. And so just being faithful to stick with it um, has been pr pretty awesome. And so thank you for your support. My name is Donovan Carver, and uh, I've, I've been involved in mentoring ministry for over 28 years, and it all started right here at River. Back in 1996, Jim Presnell asked me if I would consider being a mentor at Youth Horizons, and I said, if you think I can do it, I'll give it a shot. So that, that's how it all started. Um, then I got the opportunity to work at Youth Horizons for 10 years, helping run their mentoring program. And the, the last uh, 13 years, I've been working with the Christian Association of Youth Mentoring and uh, helping. Uh, so at COIM, what we do is we help Christians develop and grow safe, effective, and sustainable mentoring programs. Uh, we've helped over 650 churches and nonprofits develop mentoring programs across the United States. And we estimate about 20,000 kids have been matched with uh, positive adult Christian role models. Um, so, so most of the work that we do is here in the United States, but I wanted to share with you just an opportunity that God opened up for us earlier this year internationally. So a few years ago, I, I had the privilege of helping a team in Rwanda 
uh, start a mentoring program. And, and up on the slide, they're, they're the furthest to the left is, is their little team there. Um, last year, they connected with the African Anglican denomination there in Rwanda. And as they were talking to their leaders, the Anglicans were so impressed with what was happening and how God was using mentoring that they wanted to extend it to their churches across Rwanda. So back in February, my coworker Ken and I, we went to Rwanda and we trained 12 Anglican pastors as well as 13 other African leaders from five different countries. And so we, um, we just recently got a report that mentoring is now going in 38 Anglican churches across Rwanda. They've already made over 500 matches since February. And we also have uh, mentoring going now in 10 African countries just since February. So um, it, it's just super exciting to see what God is doing. And you guys uh, have really had a huge part in that through your, your uh, prayer and support. So a couple things that, that the leaders there are saying that's, that God is doing. One is they're, they're saying that mentoring is really bringing kids to the church they're coming to know Jesus, and they're getting baptized. They're also saying that mentoring is um, it's bringing further reconciliation to um, just from the genocide that happened in Rwanda back in 1994. So, so uh, we're going to go back to Rwanda in February. We're excited about that. Uh, just to evaluate the existing programs that we helped start, help them be more effective, we're going to provide additional training to those leaders, and then we're also going to provide training for new leaders that want to start mentoring um, there as well. So we're praying for about $20,000 to help out with that conference and the expenses. So um, if, you know, please come by our table if you have any questions about CAYM, what we do, or if you'd like to help out, uh, come see us. Thank you so much. This is our last group. Robert's going to talk to us about Youth Horizons. And I just want to piggyback off something Donovan said when he just said, thank you for your prayers and your support. You know, the, the River Devotional goes out every day, five days a week. And on Monday, we pray for our overseas workers. And on Tuesday, we usually pray for these different ministries. So when Donovan says, thanks for your prayers, it's not just a, you know, a passing, yeah, you know, you guys pray. You're James 5 tells us that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So thank you for being faithful to pray and encourage you to continue in that. Yes, so uh, Youth Horizons uh, exists to serve the needs of boys and girls in a Christian-based uh, residential and mentoring program. We've been around for uh, over 30 years serving uh, the needs of youth who really need support. Um, our residential programs exist in Kichai and Valley Center, and we are their parents 24-7. Um, we also have a school-based and community-based mentoring program. Uh, we serve boys and girls ages 5 through 18 and even after. Um, we are blessed by Youth Horizons. About 19 of you here are serving um, our boys and our girls in either schools uh, or just in a one-to-one -one fashion um, each and every week. Uh, volunteerism is also something that um, uh, River Community has just been exceptional at. You've attended our events. Uh, you've supported our events. Um, you have made meals. You have spent time with the boys and girls at the ranch. And you've been a blessing to um, our ministry. So I want to show a video 
it's about a three-minute video, and it captures the, the relationships at its best. And Youth, and youth Horizons um, have walked alongside uh, River Community, and I want to say you've done it well. So here's a video to just show you the tenure. You'll also see some very dated pictures that actually captures the tenure of our time with Youth Horizons. So here it is.